You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to Utu Be A Podcast. This is episode 26 and I'm your new host, Rory Benson. Uh, Raj Baines, unfortunately, is not with us, so I will try and fill in for him as best I can. Um, With me today is Blake Welton, another football writer at the Huddersfield Examiner. How are you doing today, Blake? Yeah, not too bad. Trying to uh, get to grips with uh, no domestic football. I'm getting a bit itchy now with, uh, with it and this international break. It's painful, isn't it? Well, yeah. Normally, I'm I'm out travelling, watching Northern Ireland or Wales or something. So this is a bit of a novelty, but it's well and truly wearing off at the moment. Right. Okay. Look, right, let's crack on straight into it. Oh, actually, before we start, um, got to mention Beer Fifty Two. Uh, obviously, sponsor this podcast. Uh, if you put in Huddersfield as your code, you can get twenty four pounds off, uh, and it's five ninety five. So you basically just pay postage for a crate of eight or ten beers. Um, I have personally had a couple of them uh, and can vouch for them. So, yeah, thanks to the to Beer52 for, for sponsoring us. Right, we'll crack straight on. Um, as we mentioned before, it's just the international break, which is pretty dull if you're a Huddersfield Town fan or a football fan in general, I would I, say. I disagree. I do normally like the international breaks. As I said, I'm normally away. Um, I know I've, I've always followed Northern Ireland or Wales, but I can, I can understand and empathise now not actually going away this time. So... Yeah, I think everyone's climbing the wall a little bit from a domestic point of view. Yeah, I hate it. It's terrible. Um, right, okay. So we've got eight eight players from Huddersfield Town in international action. I think you would have got some quite high odds on that last year or two years ago if uh, someone had told you that. Uh, we'll start with Aaron Moy, probably one of Town's best players uh, in action for Australia against Honduras. Nil-nil uh, in the in the first leg. Uh, he got ninety minutes. How do you think? I think the, the interesting thing about Aaron Moy is the distances he has to cover, being uh, an Australian and playing in Honduras. How do you think that'll affect him coming back into the fray later this week? Well, Aaron's obviously used to it. He did it last season, and when we've asked him it previously, he, he said it's it's a bit easier this year because there is only thirty eight games in the domestic season as opposed to the forty six, and the intensity of last season, you know, coupled with the travel, you know, was grueling. So. It's not. It's a little bit of a respite, but he still obviously has to travel. Honduras was a long way, but the 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 Socceroos were, were well and truly prepared. As soon as they got on that tra- tra- uh, plane, you know they were already in recuperation mode, and that's a good draw for them uh, in Honduras. A tough place to go, and and I can see them doing the business in the second leg. I think they've got Milo Jedinek back in, and he seems to be a lucky omen whenever he plays Australia. Do well. Um, so yeah it is going to be grueling and I just worried though because of the fixtures and the way the fixtures are the way, if it was Tuesday it would have given another 24 hours but Wednesday Wednesday to Saturday I'm going to put my my you know my hat on it that maybe Aaron might not start on Saturday against Bournemouth I don't know how you feel about that yeah I, I think 
David Wagner has been very clever in how he's he's managed Aaron Moy and, and the sort of distances he travels and that kind of thing. He's played a few games, not played a few others. I think it was was Swansea was the yeah, last time. Swansea, yeah. He maybe didn't have quite the performance that we thought, but with the travel, it's kind of understandable. Um, so yeah, I can see him not starting. Um, but you know, you, you miss Aaron Moy when he's not in your team. He gives you that other dimension, and with Phil Billing out, especially. I think that's quite an attacking, or the more attacking midfielder out for for the game at the weekend uh, against Bournemouth. And Bournemouth is one of those games that Town will be looking at to try and take points from. Um, so it could be, obviously, Aaron Moy's health is is going to be sort of top of the agenda. But you, you know, we, Town do miss him when he's not there. Mm. Uh, right, going on, um, we've got two players play for Denmark: Zanka and uh, Jonas Lossel. Um, we just had a question about this in on Twitter uh, from Neil Bussey he asked a Brentford player starting ahead of, of Zanka for the national team obviously Lossel's behind uh, Kasper Schmeichel which is kind of understandable um, Zanka is a Premier League footballer uh, compared to Andreas Bieland who plays for, for Brentford who seems to be a bit of you know he's just getting in the team more, more often Zanka's got 11 caps and Bieland's got 27 caps how well do you think Zanka has to perform for Town in the Premier League until um, he gets that berth? First of all, it's it's you know the, the Denmark manager's prerogative to choose whoever and perhaps the formation. I'm not sure what formation they play. Perhaps the formation, the style of football suits um, the the Brentford lad more than Zanka. Um, and you know that's just also mentioned as well. Zanka, he's had a, a stonk in two or three last games, but before then he was shaky. You know he was he was shaky on his distribution and, and from the back. It's only really since, to, to my mind, the Manchester United game, he's really grown into the centre forward we were all hoping he would be. Um, so. You know, yeah, you might think, well, he, he deserves to be on it. You know, starting eleven from the recent performances. If you're picking players on recent current form, you know, you would have him in. But a lot of international, you know, managers don't pick on form. They pick with their favourites and keep with them. Just look at England, and you know, England throughout the years have always had a, a you know a number of favourites that have always played. So there could be a bit of that. But hey, what's you know what's Denmark's loss is Town's gain. He's there. He's not playing, and he should be uh, fit and fresh for you know the game against Bournemouth. How do you think it affects players when they go? Obviously, we talk about Aaron Moy, and he, he plays ninety minutes for Australia more or less all the time, uh, and does all this travelling. How do you think it affects players who don't play for their national team, who maybe do the travelling, and maybe have a, a runabout in training and that, but don't actually play games? Do you think? How long does it take for that sort of rust to set in? Do you think? Um, internationally, it's 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 difficult. Um, I think if you are a player that is not having good time at your club side, you may be getting a bit of stick off the fans, or you know you're not playing. The international break, and I know certainly you know it, it's it's the case for some of the Northern Ireland lads. They've not been playing well, or they've not been playing for their 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 club sides. So it's it's a way of basically getting minutes in the legs for them, and literally. 
a bit of a break from it. They're playing football, which they love to do, but they're not getting the hassle and the grief they might be getting on club football. I think someone like Zanka, um, you know, he's now coming into form. He might be a bit miffed, but end of the day, he probably look at it as like, well, we get through this game. You know, I've got another four, six months to make sure I'm in the 23-man squad for the World Cup, and you know, and also prove I should be the first choice centre back. Six months is a long time in football. A lot can happen. So I think it's more because he's positive and he comes on the back of such a great, you know, couple of performances for the town. He's not going to be too, you know, bothered. Whereas if you were struggling or he was struggling in the town side. He would be looking to like, oh, I really want to get in, get playing, and just you know, in a different environment and a bit of respite, really. One other player who's had a, a very good few weeks for Huddersfield Town is Lauren de Poitre. Uh, got a call up to Belgium for the first time in two years. On the back of that, obviously didn't play against Mexico. I think it was a three-three draw in the end. But you know, in with a shout to play uh, later on this week against Japan. Uh, how impressed have you been with his form for Town and? Do you think obviously Christian Benteke was the one to drop out with injury for Lauren de Poitre to to come into the team? But surely de Poitre has been more impressive than than Benteke so far this season. Most definitely, um, I think we both saw him in the summer, uh, and uh, we we knew there was something about him. He, uh, David Wagner acknowledged that he was you know off the pace. He didn't have much football last year and a bit, um, and he maybe perhaps struggled in pre season. But even in pre season, we thought, oh, he's maybe carrying a bit of timber he's a big lad but he, he certainly could move and he certainly was a handful uh, particularly in the Austria you know, training camp and the games there So, and once he has got his fitness and he has got the games under his belt he's just gone from strength to strength and well well justified the, the, the call up to Belgium and um, yeah and I don't think he looks out of place in that he's, he's there with a lot of talented players Lukaku, Hazard um, but I, I think it's well warranted, well deserved, and if he can carry on kicking on, you know, he could be in the twenty-three for you know the the World Cup next year. He's obviously fighting with with Steve Mounier for the the sort of striker shirt at Huddersfield Town. Uh, Mounier was in action for for Benin as well. Two one-one draws, didn't get on the score sheet either time, but played some some minutes. David Wagner said beforehand that he was hoping that he would play minutes to try and get him up to the, the fitness he was at before his uh, heel injury. Do you think De Poitre, that's now his shirt to lose? Yeah, I, th- I think so. The way Town play, the way he holds it up, this movement off the ball, I actually did you know, get a, come in for a bit of a, a criticism for only giving, I think, seven in the game against West Brom and that, and someone rightly pointed out, said, well, you know, see what he does off the ball. Obviously, when you're at the game, you're watching the ball more than the actual players themselves and that. But, um, yeah, um, totally, he's, he's been brilliant and it's his off the ball um, bringing players in to play and his movement is, is really good and he's such a good target man to have and he, he's not just a target man who just holds it up he can actually as we've seen against you know um, you know Manchester United and things he can put the ball in the back of the net as well Do you think maybe that maybe the price that he came to town with is detrimental to De Poitre in that Steve Mounier is obviously town's record signing is 11.5 million rising to 13 that's a lot of money to to have on your bench for Huddersfield Town to for, to not start. Do you think that would come into any sort into David Wagner's mind at any point, or or do you think it'll be it'll be a case of departure keeps playing well, he keeps his his place. 
Yeah, I don't think David Wagner thinks like that at all. It's it's the best players who's playing well, who's doing well and performing well in training, and um, you know, and and that's the ones that are going to start. He doesn't think, oh well, you know, paid X amount for this player, um, and you know, X amount for that, and you know, so just by values, I'll play him in front of him. Um, doesn't work like that at all, and also. You know, Depotra is at the moment fit and on form, but he could, you know, become jaded. There's a massive run of games December, um, and it is a case of rotating. And maybe, perhaps as well, might think, well, maybe, you know, width-wise, Kachunga and Rajiv maybe see what Munier can do slightly wider role or, or something, or or maybe I don't think he's ever going to change formation, but maybe let's see if we could play two up top um, and that. So. I think it's Depotra's number ten to you know number nine is is to lose, but I think Mounier he's got a part to play, um, and that he's just got to bide his time and get back in. On the striker sort of issue, town town's issues in the sort of this season and last season, although they got promoted and they're having a fantastic start to Premier League life, the scoring goals has always been the issue for this for this squad. Mounier and and Depoitre are very similar as strikers, I would say. They're, they can both move, they're both big and strong in the air. Um, do you think Town will be looking in January to try and bring in another striker, maybe in a different mould, so that they have a different option going forward and they can go to a two-up-top sort of formation with maybe someone more in the Naki Wells mould who's a bit quicker and you know having that little and large sort of combination up front? Um, well, Dean Hoyle sort of said, um, that, like before the international break or whatever, no, they're not looking for another striker. And I, and I don't think the way that they play, you know, either four five one or or, or four three two four four two three one. I don't think it's a for you know it's a formation that warrants another striker like that just to sit on the bench. I think the problem is is down the flanks and the wing play. Um, I think for whatever reason they're not getting enough balls in the box, and you know they need to be more of a, th- a threat and a support outlet from the wing. Rajiv, last couple of games, he's starting to show how much of a threat he can be. He had a brilliant, you know, brilliant cameo for the first forty-five minutes against West Brom, um, but you know they still need more. They still need more of that, not just from him, but for Kachunga. For when Colin Kwanis back, maybe Colin Kwanis, and they maybe need someone who's going to basically run at defend defenders, terrorise defenders, then put the get to the byline, put the ball in, um, and that um, for 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 you know the number ten, for the number nine, or whoever's in the box. So I don't think another striker would be. I think it's going to be wingmen and wingers that's going to be the the top of the list. Fair enough. Um, also, someone who's who's performed really well in recent games for for Town. Probably one of my standouts for the season um, so far is Danny Williams, despite his, uh, his his foot injury. Sorry, earlier in the in the month, um, he's got a call up to the USA squad. They play Portugal on on Tuesday. How how do you think he's performed so far, and how deserving of it is it he of a call up to the US men's national team? Yeah, again, a bit like Depotra. Um, he was very unlucky um, with injury at the start. You know, he, he just got into the team, then he got injured, um, and that. So it's been a bit of a bitty sort of start to the season for him. But he's impressed every time he's pulled on a town shirt, and more than deserving of the America call up. Um, and that he's. I remember him at Wembley, and I remember 
you, me and Boothy, I said, oh, that Danny Williams is annoying ass. He really is a really annoying ass. Um, so it's great to have someone that's so annoying on your side. I think that shows that he's, when the other team hate him, it shows that he's a good player yeah, sort of thing and he, yeah. he really puts himself around and causes problems for the other team. Yeah, no, definitely. And it was just, it's just niggly. It was just really niggly in that that chat. He was the best, he was best Redden player by far and he was just niggly. He was just annoying and, you know, and, and, the tackles and maybe little, you know, just leaving a little bit of an elbow, and it was like, just, it just, it just annoyed me. So when when Town bought him, it's like, well, he can annoy someone else now. Then <laughs> um, we've got two youngsters as well in in uh, international action this week. Uh, Danny Kane for Ireland under twenty ones, uh, play Norway on Tuesday, uh, and then Ryan Schofield as well, who's playing for England under nineteens uh, in their European Championship qualifiers. Uh, they beat Faroe Island 6-0 and he kept a clean sheet uh, and won 2-1 against Iceland with Bulgaria coming on Tuesday. Two good prospects for town in the near future. Yeah, um, and any competitive games you can get at that age when you're obviously not, you know, no disrespect to them, they're nowhere near the first team at the moment. So any competitive games in, in another aspect. A bit going back to how I said about if you're having a tough time at your club, International. If you get into an international side, it's a good break. Similarly, if you're a young young lad trying to make your name for yourself, going away with an international squad under twenties or under nineteens, twenty threes is always good. For the same reason, it's getting you know experience and you know competitive minutes on the bank. And uh, yeah, did you say England beat Iceland? And that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll quickly finally. move on. Yeah, finally we'll move on from that. But yeah, well done, Danny. You did it where the senior team didn't last summer. So. Well, one other player who was in under twenty three action actually this this week was Casey Palmer, uh, not internationally. He's returning from injury and got uh, forty five minutes for Huddersfield Town's development squad. Uh, good to see him back, um, and hopefully one that can sort out the number ten sort of problem Town are having at the minute. Yeah, you think there's a problem? I don't know. It's um, it's a weird one because people seem to be being a problem and obviously Palmer being out is is being a problem but yeah what's happened to Sabiri well yeah he's just not getting the time I think maybe David Wagner wants to sort of blood him in a bit more get him used to English football and he's playing for the 23s quite a lot um, but it just means that with Phil Billing out who could play the number 10 role um, and Sabiri not really getting a look in it means that the town of Obviously, against Man United and Liverpool, they went to the four-three-three sort of formation and played Danny Williams, Jonathan Hogg, and Aaron Moy in there. It just means that Tom Ince has to come across from the wing, uh, play in that number ten role. And personally, for me, he is he is a winger, Tom Ince. I wouldn't want to see. Uh, not that I don't want to see him. He's a good enough footballer to play in the number ten role, but I think his specialism is out wide, mm. which is why I would, I think Casey Palmer coming back is well needed for Town because it gives them someone who is a natural number ten. Yeah, it's 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 just it is a weird one. There's a few conundrums there. Um, as you said, the top, the Tom Ince, it goes back to the Tom Ince conundrum as well. I think he does agree with you. I, you know, I think he does look better out wide, but I don't think he's he's pacey enough to actually be a winger um, and and to basically cause enough problems from a, a width position. Um, so. And then, you, of course, you've got Aaron Moy, who can play number 10 as well. And, and when he was slightly pushed further upfield against Manchester, Manchester United, he, he did look really good there. So, yeah, I, I just think it's 
you know, it's it's a bit of a weird one because I think there, there. I wouldn't say there's an issue or a dilemma, but I think there's just a few options that no one's really hundred percent certain on yet. Casey coming back will throw another kind of curveball into the mix, and and that if Casey is the number ten solution, well, does that really make sure that Tomins is the you know the winger? Does that really you know confirm Aaron Moy is going to still be sitting deep? I think you know. It, it might make a few things clear, but I'm still 100, not 100% certain on you know Tomins as an out-and-out winger. You mentioned Aaron Moy playing in the number 10 role. Personally, for me, I think he's, he's better in that deeper position because he can control the game a bit more. Um, and I think especially next to Jonathan Hogg, like, like we saw all of last year, Hogg broke the ball up. Aaron Moy was then able to make the transition happen quicker, get the ball forward, and it, he was sort of the linchpin. Would you prefer to see him in a number ten role, or would you? Where would you say is his best position, and where would he fit into this town team? It's it, it's complicated because if 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 he doesn't if you if he's staying alongside Jonathan Hogg, that then where do you put Danny Williams? Mm-hmm. So it's like I said, it's it, it's nice it's nice choices and nice dilemmas to have. I, I won't say it's a negative dilemma, but I just don't think. Anyone, you know, perhaps maybe David Wagner himself knows 100%, right? So it's going to be Hogg, Williams. Then we've got, you know, I, I, I still think there's a lot to twink, tinker with. Don't forget, he brought out 10, 10, 13 players, and I still think he's working on the right positions for the right players and maybe, the, you know, the right formations for the right players as well because he has changed up against United and, and things. But yeah, um, I would like to see Williams. If you ask me, if I could only have Williams or Ince in the side, I would prefer Williams and Hogg and then Moy um, in it. Um, I think Williams, I, I would prefer Williams over Ince, but then what do you do with that wide position? I don't know. Um, it's just difficult, but you know that's why David Wagner is a football manager. Yeah, he has to make so. these tough calls. Yeah, um, we'll move on. Um, just to reflect on on what has been a, an incredible start for town, really. I think there were some alarm bells going when they hadn't won for is it six games in a row or yeah. something like that, um, and they and then went on and, and beat Manchester United. So, how have you seen the first eleven matches? Um, where would you alter your prediction from the start of the season now? Well, we all said Town would stay up at the start of the season. Um, I think anyone outside Huddersfield Town um, and Huddersfield itself probably would have them very, you know, very much relegation candidates. But both me, you, Boothy, all said they'd stay up. Um, started off that way, you know. Um, we made everyone sit up and take note um, with the performance against Crystal Palace, followed by the one 0 against Newcastle. Then we got a decent draw, Southampton. Then we also got, you know, the, the Leicester where they should have won. Uh, goal was, you know, goal was disallowed and it shouldn't have been. Um, Burnley, the, the only, the only games you look at disappointing is is obviously the West Ham um, was a disappointment for performance wise. Tottenham, you can look, scratch that off as. They're a much better side, so that was, and it's always going to be inevitable that that was going to happen. Um, the only one really which did send alarm bells ringing was the Swansea, because the Swansea to go away from home and look so inept against a side who is a poor Premier League side. That's when the alarm bells 
were beginning to win uh, uh, ring for me um, and that and then you start looking at well they haven't actually won in six seven games although they have taken good points at Burnley and they've taken good point against Southampton and Leicester that's when it started ringing because of the man of the performance against the side you know that will be there and thereabouts as well but fair play to them, as they did so many times last season, they turned it around very quickly and in emphatic fashion against Manchester United. And since then, um, you know, Liverpool, very similar. Well, we expected to go there, probably get beat. So it then put all the focus and attention on West Brom and the, the manner of performance and the three points was spot on. And it basically signs off the first 11 games exactly with every town fan and everyone associated with the club really really happy it's been a fantastic start and that if they hadn't beat West Brom it might have been slightly well you know we've still got you know uh, 12 points which isn't too bad but you know 15 points from 11 matches um, Bournemouth away get a point there Not, ex- I wouldn't expect to win there but get anything as long as you don't lose that's great um, then Man City at our place um, yeah, we could get something there because we obviously drew here last season, so it's it's looking good. Obviously, one of the probably most crucial parts of the season is this festive period where there's eleven games until from Bournemouth until Leicester City and the first day of January. Um, there's a lot of travel for town over that period as well, uh, 664 miles apparently, which is the eighth most in the Premier League. Um, the seven out of the eleven teams that they play over that period travel less than them as well. How do you think that travel will affect them? And over that eleven-game spell, there's a few tough games. There's Man City, there's Arsenal, uh, there's Chelsea, Everton as well. Will be a, a tough team to to go away to, especially. What would be your, the target for Town over that period? Obviously, there's been eleven games and we've had not fifteen points from there. Would it be another fifteen, or would you be looking at more or less than that? Is it absolute, again? Is it eleven games from Bournemouth to eleven games from Bournemouth to January the first, Leicester, including Leicester? I, I think get to the new year with thirty points. It would be phenomenal. Halfway there already, get another thirty points. You literally, you know, I, I don't think the ratio would be like that. Mm. Um, but if we got to New Year twenty five points, you're looking for another fifteen in the second half of the season to get to the elusive forty point mark. I think that'd be fine. Um, and I think I know everyone doesn't sort of you know David Wagner doesn't want to target specific games, but he would target Bournemouth to get points off, um, and obviously Stoke City, Boxing Day at home, Brighton in there, Brighton as, Brighton well. as well. Those are the games to target for for maximum points or at least not lose. Um, but some of them as well, you look at them, um, Everton. Um, you know, Goodson Park's not a happy hunting, a happy place to be for a lot of um, Everton fans at the moment. So, no manager, unless they get their, their manager in, you know, Unsworth is caretaker, that could be a scalp. Um, and I, I, I'm, yes, Chelsea, I would say probably, okay, I think Chelsea would have maybe too much, but we said that against Manchester United, so perhaps. Um, and, and then Arsenal I went to watch Arsenal against Doncaster in the Carabao Cup and they had a decent side out Sanchez um, uh, Giroud and I looked at him and I thought this lot's 
for the taking. Um, and that I'm sure, and I've seen every time I've seen Arsenal at the Emirates, they always struggle. They struggled last year against Burnley. Burnley um, were winning, and I think literally, you know, until the last couple of minutes, and then they gave away a penalty, and Arsenal, you know, won two one. So I definitely think. You know, Arsenal's not to be feared. Um, so the only ones I'd really fear is probably you know the the, the Chelsea game. Really, uh, I think there's other points there that maybe people aren't expecting. In, in terms of the travel, then, um, as I said, the eighth most travel in the league. Do you think that over the festive period, do you think that'll affect them, or do you think because just going but going to sort of uh, the day before Boxing Day, they've got Southampton or uh, day before. Christmas Eve, sorry, they've got Southampton away, they've got Stoke at home, but then they've got Leicester away on New Year's Day. And I think there's I think there's four games in about nine days over that spell, with two of them sort of being quite a travel. Mm. Do you think that will affect them in, in any way, shape or form, or do you think it's more level, seen as though other teams will be doing similar sort of journeys, apart from, I think, like Chelsea and Arsenal do a fraction of what everyone else is doing because they're in London and they're playing yeah. teams around them? It's no, it's convenient though. It's uh, Chelsea and Arsenal, two of the biggest sides, having less. All right, they are in London, but we won't put our tinfoil hats on the conspiracy theories just yet. But no, that's quite interesting. I bet Jose Mourinho will because United <laughs> are up there as well. Like yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think he would have been there complaining when his manager at Stamford Bridge. But um, but no, I I think it, everyone knows Christmas. I, I remember Alan Hansen saying years ago, "Look, if you want Christmas, have it in the summer." They're all paid professionals. Um, they all know what's coming. They know the fixture list when you know when it's released back in July. Um, David Wagner is a meticulous planner. He will plan accordingly for it. And don't forget, they've probably done just as much last season, if not more. Um, I remember being down Friday night. I think I was. I think Tuesday was Burton away. I think we went Bristol City home then Burton away Tuesday, then we went Friday night, Norwich on, on the TV cameras, uh, and then we then went straight back into Boxing Day game. And they it was a strong part of the season. They had a bit of a blip beforehand, but that part of the season from the December 10th last season, you know, they basically motored through that and they basically, you know, consolidated their place in the playoff with it. So most of the players are used to it. It won't come as anything unfamiliar for most of them, uh, apart from perhaps a few of the new signings, Departure, Mounier, but that's why you have the options like like we discussed up front with Departure, Mounier. So if Departure is looking jaded, Mounier comes in. Um, so I don't think you know it is too much of an issue in that, um, and that. Do you think it helps then that, that last year, the signings that they brought in, Obviously, this year they've they've brought in a few signings as well, but quite a lot of them have come from English football, like Tom Ince and and Danny Williams. Last year, obviously, they brought in a load of players from Germany, um, and they were. I remember speaking to Chris Lerver, and he was looking forward to playing the Christmas period, but it was very much new to him because of the winter break that they have over in Germany. Do you think it helps this season that they've bought a bit more from from England, and that the guys that came over last year know what to expect, so they can tell the others? how to sort of keep your body going over that period. No, definitely. I, I totally agree. Um, I, I think, obviously, Christopher Schindler, Chris Lerber, um, all the all the German guys and that, they, they will know what to expect. 
um, the others won't do but they will be fully briefed as well um, and that and obviously Danny Williams he will know um, so yeah I do think it does help that there's a lot more experience on you know not having an international um, having a winter break and you know that they'll they'll be stronger for last season as well um, so yeah it's just basically keeping you know keeping it run free and uh, you know and also injury free uh, booking bookings and suspensions and we've got a few players to come back obviously we're talking about Casey under 23s but John Goran Stankovic should be back Christmas time Michael Heffele should be back in the next week or so so you know um, so there are two two additional bodies as well to, to throw in if we need to yeah excellent uh, I think that's that's all we're discussing today bit of a shorter episode being international break um, and the pain that comes with that uh, we'll be back on Thursday to preview the Bournemouth match at the weekend. We'll also have snippets from David Wagner's press conference. Um, so, to Blake, thank you very much for joining us on the, the New Look podcast. No worries. Cheers. Nu bij Tele2, de Huawei P20. Omdat het kan. Voor een genadeloos lage prijs. Check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Ik doe dat het moet, maar omdat het kan.